Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to What Lies Beneath. It's been it's been way too long. Christian and I we took uh, quite the break, but we set it in our sights. We've we set new New Year's resolutions, and uh, we're here, and hopefully here to stay. So, what's up, Christian? How's it going? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> you sound fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, how's how do the, how does the winter differ? I guess from Illinois to New York. Snow. Snow. Yeah, lots of snow. A blizzard to us is like three inches in there. It's like two feet and it, of snow. And it's central New York. You can't you can't just marginalize it as New York. It's CNY. <laughs> CNY. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I offended the New Yorkans. That's how there. that's what the locals refer to it as. <clears throat> <laughs> that's funny. Um man, how long has it been since you and I last recorded? Was it like in October? Uh, yes, I think we did. Yeah. Our last episode was like ghost ships, wasn't it? I think so. We did, we did the origins of Halloween and then we did ghost ships. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Back then we were kind of bad. We still probably will be, but we've had a, we've had a few reviews telling us, Hey, just get to the point and you guys will be way better off. So we're going to try to do that. We set our New Year's resolutions to be better podcasters. We won't make as uh, many corny jokes as before, hopefully. And uh, we'll get to the topic at hand. So that being said, we're happy to be back. We're happy to have all of you who have decided to to tune in after such a long time. We're going to be covering um, Alton, which haunted Alton, which is in Illinois, Christian and I grew up about an hour from this place. And if you guys are Ghost Adventures fans, they actually just did a couple of episodes on this place. Um, they just so happened to leave out a f- couple of the haunted places that Christian and I will cover, which I probably for good reasoning, because they're not necessarily as like sexy as the Mineral Springs Hotel or the McPike Mansion. But regardless... Christian and I actually have been here, though. I'm gonna let Christian start us off with that because that was that was a pretty fun adventure. Yeah, we woke up late one day and decided to go on an adventure. I lived in on the west side of St. Louis, so it was it was still about an hour just to take uh, 270 the River Road and make our way to Alton. And it's not an easy town to navigate, so. And a lot of the a lot of the structures are sort of tucked away, so you can't just zigzag up and down the streets and try to find what you're looking for. You have to you have to be aware and and alert. Uh, but yeah, we we our intent was just to check out the Mineral Springs Mall, and we found a we naturally saw a few of the other haunted locations such as the Unitarian Church and the Enos Sanatorium. We even went past. I think it's just simply Alton Cemetery, which oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think location wise, that seems to be on the east side of Alton, if I'm not mistaken. There's a large yeah. I think there's a large like cherubim put on a pedestal. It's it's uh really it just it looks uh it, it look not archaic. That's not the proper term. I don't know, like when I remember just driving into this place for the first time, uh, I mean, obviously this wasn't like our first time going to this 
town, but you know, the first time, a couple of the things that you'll notice when you come into the town is, I mean, it's surrounded by like a major river. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's just like out and it's built like up on a hill. So some of the major buildings there are kind of built like uphill in a way. And it's just, you know, it's, it's very, very strange. And I don't know if you're familiar with hauntings or anything of that nature. Hopefully you are, if you're listening to this, but a lot of energy and stuff. If you believe in all that woo woo, like energy stuff, uh, the river, it's, I mean, I feel like that's one of the major key sources of energy that out of all the th- energy sources, like Whale Hill, for example, they had like the cell phone towers, a lot of energy comes off of that. But one of the, the more natural was the river. And basically you're surrounded by this humongous like water mass of a river. And well, it's the confluence of the Missouri and the Mississippi. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's kind of like it's it's very like I'd say I'd say the Missouri is the same size as the Ohio and the Columbia, at least if not uh, if not larger than both those rivers. It's a really cool place to go though. If you, if any of you are in the area thinking about it, you definitely should check it out. Christian and I didn't necessarily get to go like in these places, but we've we've seen them firsthand. Um, but I'm trying to think where did our, our journey take us first? Do you remember? Uh, I think we parked at the city hall. We saw the Unitarian church and then we decided to go down to mineral Springs. Okay. Yeah. So I think we'll probably start out. We'll probably start out with the church, but I just wanted to let you know, if you do travel here, go up to like the top, and then just kind of look down and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like you, there's a couple of really cool bridges that they've constructed in the past, I don't know, five to 10 years. And there's a really famous like bar and grill there, super cheap food, good drinks. Um, but just like when you get to the top, just look out over it and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's kind of an eerie, but like, like, I don't know, like beautiful almost sight that you'll see. Yeah, but- I, think, I think Mike Shannon advertises uh, Fast Eddie's. On yeah, fast Eddie even sings. Yeah, it's, it's not very it's not very good. Yeah, he's a Cardinals baseball radio host. If, if you're not familiar, but anyways, we'll, we'll kick it's it not off worth with the, highlighting because it doesn't matter if they don't care about the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll kick it off with the first Unitarian Christian. I'm gonna let you let you kick this one off. So the first Unitarian Church is a church. It's where people go to worship and uh, do do certain things. Uh, so I believe the structure that is there now was constructed in the the teens. Uh, let's see, yeah, I believe it was the yeah. teens because the original structure, which is a Catholic church, burned down, and that had been around since the eighteen thirties. Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't know too much about the Unitarians specifically. Uh, they're at least Protestant. And Alton is a very heavily Catholic community. You have Marquette High School, um, which are the Cavaliers, right? Yeah, that's right. Or the Explorers. Who's the Explorer? Either one. I mean, East Alton. It was probably no, East Alton. No, it's the Carlinville Cavaliers, and I think uh, I think – Marquette is the explorers. I could be mistaken. Um, Unitarianism. If you look at the structure, just your your first impression, you see it's a bunch of natural stones. I'm sure it's limestone. 
Yeah, that's uh, but, what it looks like to me too. But it, it, it has your standard mortar, but nothing's been cut to shape. It doesn't look like it, it was, uh, it looks very natural. Yeah, it kind of looks like exactly like what it is, like a church built on top of like a burnt down church almost. Yeah, it seems like uh, the Unitarians, which stems from its name, Unitarian, is they deviated from a lot of Protestant and even Catholic beliefs that uh, it, it does not believe in the Holy Trinity. It somehow unites all three into one body. Uh, I don't know what the ramifications are for that, but it's definitely a major sideshow from your general Western Christian belief. So... Yes. What what were your perspective on Scientology or uh, some of the some of the other radical Christian tiers? I, I'd say the Unitarians would probably be within that group, um, and that's just my perspective. So you have this church; it changed denominations, and it was built on top of a Catholic, former Catholic church. So that that's they're kind of competing against each other. They naturally compete, and uh, they're they kind of butt heads just by doctrine. And I believe in the 1920s they found a minister. Uh, what was his name? Mercer was his name Mercer. Yep, Reverend Philip Mercer. Yeah, and yeah. He came from he came from uh, England. He's he's just only 18 years old at the time when he started speaking at this place. Which is like insane to me. Like at eighteen years old, like no, he wasn't eight. Uh, he came to America what, at the age of eighteen. He worked well, for yeah, a while. He, he, he was your your quintessential transient. He worked. He, he moved to St. Louis, which St. Louis was a was a it was like a hub. Was a hub. Was a major hub for immigrants besides New York, New Orleans, or even Los Angeles or San Francisco. I think those are the major major hubs for new immigrants. So he worked, he did some odd jobs, and then decided to become a minister. I don't know what compelled him to do that necessarily. Maybe he wanted some uh, some substance to his life. I don't know. And he's reported to have been very happy and, and uh, easy, not easy, or outgoing, dynamic personality. Well, I mean, if, you're, maybe, if you're maybe a the, preacher... Maybe the audience was just captivated by his English accent who knows that seems to be a common <laughs> common denominator of of modern american society is that you throw in an english accent and all of a sudden it becomes relevant and uh, intelligent exactly and you know to be a pastor in the first place you kind of have to be good with people and you have to be a great like speaker or otherwise i mean you're not gonna have people show up and you know i think Maybe he, on the outside, seemed like he was this super joyful, happy dude. Um, you know, he filled churches to capacity. Uh, people from out of state came to see this dude speak, but maybe, I don't know, maybe a lot of pressure built up there. I don't know, man. Hey, that's if a good that point, too. I didn't, I didn't necessarily think of that. But yes, yeah, like, if he's compelled to maintain his status rather than, than just being natural, then that, that, that definitely asserts some pressure 
I mean, sometimes when you and I hop on the on the podcast, I get nervous. Like, are but what are we? Think, what are like, we alluding I'm an to? Idiot we or? haven't stated what happened in 1934. He, he had a he went on a vacation. He returned. I don't know if disturbed is the proper term, but he at least he appeared to be changed. His personality was not not similar to what people have yeah. become familiar with. And reportedly, he went into a depression, and one afternoon, he, well, we don't even know the time, so one day, it was definitely in the evening, he hanged yeah, himself and, in the yeah, church, before, which, is a, which, is a, which is a very holy place, very holy place. So, but what was his, what was his reasoning behind that? Was it a statement? Uh, did he, did he feel as though he might haunt the grounds after death? And he, he, some of the most joyful moments of his life occurred in the church from the pulpit. Did he want his soul to remain there? Uh, and I don't know what the Unitarians believe, but in Christianity as a whole, it's, it's frowned upon to commit suicide. And in fact, many beliefs, many denominations state that you'll go to hell. And even to the extent that they won't bury suicides on church grounds, on hollowed ground. Um, yeah, what compelled this alleged man of God to commit suicide? And it looks like a personality change. Did he discover something? Did he have a personal revelation while he was on this vacation? I don't know. Uh, anyway, he, I mean, with the Unitarian, strange, with, with the Unitarian Church, it, it has a it has a unique history. It's not, it's not some benign building. You can easily recognize it. It stands out among other edifices in Alton and, and it was built on a, on former Catholic church grounds. It has uncut stone, uh, stone that, uh, constitute its walls. And you had a minister who committed suicide in there by hanging. Yeah, and what's kind of creepy about this place now is if you were to go today, um, it, so basically, you know, his his body was taken to the Grandview Mausoleum, which I'm I don't think Christian and I even researched where that was at or or even tried to find it, but um, it basically states that down in the lower level, uh, which used to be the first high school in Alton, where classes were actually taught, you could you couldn't go to the upstairs office where that Mercer committed suicide because it's boarded up, but apparently to this day, it's still boarded up. So that's kind of creepy. And my inner child, uh, if Christian and I were together at this place, like would be to like go up here and check this place out. I know for a fact, that's what we would try you to take do. five steps up, whatever stairs that you take to get there and then realize, Oh, this is some bad juju. <laughs> I don't think it would matter for us. We would always try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're drawn to like fear and stuff, but another cool little which is actually the primitive is subway system. The basement wants uh, rumored to, to be a part of the Underground Railroad, so maybe this plays a key role. And that was a joke, son. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this played like a key role too. You know, you never really know what happened. 
I didn't hear. <laughs> I didn't get it. Obviously, my fault. <laughs> well, but the the individuals who like were being ferried along the routes, you never know what kind of bad stuff fear. happened during even, the Underground Railroad um, era. Even so, in a northern state such as knows? Illinois, you're still along the border of Missouri, which was. I can't. I don't remember if Missouri was a Confederate right. state or it was a Union state that allowed to maintain slavery. Um, because certain states, like I, I believe it was Kentucky and West Virginia, were allowed to maintain slavery, even though they were considered part of the Union. And that was the reasoning behind that is Lincoln compromised. He recognized these states weren't going to give up, but they didn't necessarily want to join the Confederacy. They didn't feel they didn't feel the draw to be a Southern state as some of the others, such as Alabama, Georgia, Texas, states like that. Um, but yeah, what, I, what I'm saying is that they were not in the clear. And of course, the Underground Railroad does not exist outside of outside of uh, sanctuary regions, places that right. that are um, conducive or you know tolerant of <clears throat> freed slaves. You know, I think a lot of places. As far as on the ground railroads, well, churches even allowed Nazis to escape Germany. Like churches are like one of the key places to that get to uh, Portugal and like Spain, places whatever, where they but, could fly out to South uh, America. So, throughout history, regardless of what side you're on, churches have have allowed yeah, some true. nefarious and and um, and uh, vindicated individuals to uh, to flee. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, also in the basement of this place, the Unitarian Church. So um, there's a part of it that's kind of like a small little area where you have to crawl into. It's actually like outside of the the confines of like the current church, which is located uh, underneath well, like the front sidewalk. Underground, so underground when you're walking up to this church, like you could be walking right over where this like, underground is, is, which is the statement underground awesome being, to me. Uh, I was thinking about it. Not taboo, secretive. There we go clandestine and but right. this legitimately was underground this was a underground tunnel network well secretive transported or allowed right, access right, right. for people to move throughout the town of alton to where they need to go Yeah, and I, I've always been fascinated with that, like secret passageways and stuff like that. Like, Urban I think it would exploring. be cool to go to some of these older homes and not necessarily go there just because of like what had happened there, but just because of like I don't know. This, this, yeah, it's just like this this thrill, I guess. But uh, some of the hauntings at this place, I guess, that have been rumored. Um, you can hear voices emanating from the underground room in the basement. So, which leads me back to the underground railroad thing. Did bad things happen here? We don't know. Um, and then also obviously, uh, Reverend Mercer, uh, sometimes people see a shadowy figure moving across the walls. They hear disembodied voices. They hear the sounds of pianos playing in the sanctuary doors opening and closing. And then the downstairs hallway is, uh, one of the most active places actually, a, um, which uh, I ghosts crazy enough. This is a part of the original church, but, uh, another eventually was they don't like, another they building don't like was updates. eventually added. In fact, that um, sort of door. provokes them. 
anytime you change, I mean, you, you right. change their dwelling. This is oh, something, this is their home. And they're not the ones that initiated the change. So therefore, they're going to be naturally opposed to it. Excuse me, purportedly. I, I, I don't know that for certain, yep. but that's, and, that's uh, definitely uh, a popular one more train of thought. People see here, usually change to a ghost's alleged dwelling is going to cause them to be more active. And that might, that, that might sound trivial, might sound obvious, but it, it it's just important to know kind of yeah, the foundation of, of paranormal activity, or at least the philosophies behind the foundation of paranormal activity. Yeah. And one last thing people see at this location, basically... Um, like I said, doors open and slam shut. Uh, but a six and a half foot shadow figure has been seen walking uh, the hallways on occasion, which is where like this new area was. So that's kind of freaky. It, it to just me. it just has an guys, ominous look to it. it I don't it know. Is I, beautiful. Christian and I it, did see this place. It is sort of a, a beautiful mystique. church. Like we, too bad we couldn't so go in, but it. you know how it is. Ooh. No kidding, yeah. man. And speaking of like ominous, like the whole town of Alton almost gave off that vibe. Like it, it, it didn't feel. Yeah, well, it didn't really yeah, feel yeah. like you have. Like a I was almost when we went buildings. there, like I almost felt like a little um, like sad in a way. I think with a lot of small town America, super taboo and, and, and Alton like is not necessarily corny, but <laughs> what you think of a small town, it still feels. I think fifty thousand within its metropolitan area between Alton and Godfrey, but. It's, um, yeah, exactly. But there, there, there's a series I mean, yeah, of dilapidated buildings. Place, the day we went, it was cold. Yeah, I it's believe big, it was in the but upper, it feels small, upper 20s, which is not cold in central New York, but cold for back in the Midwest. And it was just overcast. Um, but yeah, you just had this <laughs> feeling. Uh, there's not a lot of activity. And it's, it, the downtown is, is, not, mm-hmm. is well kept. Besides those buildings that have been closed just because of lack of interest in, in, in maintaining a downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be real. It costs, it, it costs a lot of money to keep some of that stuff up. I mean, one of the, one of the main buildings that's still in use is... Like the radio. Um, people saying? do like a radio show there, like the which radio? who knows how long that's actually going to last. So it's one of those towns that's kind of dying out and is eventually literally no. going to be a ghost town. Well, that, no, that, that was a strap for that, uh, that building was used by like a radio station, right? Yeah. I think you're, well, I think your friend's even the dad works there, right? to be haunted. Okay. I, well, I meant in that area, not necessarily that building. Yeah. Right. What I was saying though is like, there's um, only like one building that's actually really, but it's old. I, in I, I use or from what it, it felt like put, when we were old. there, St. Louis that is was old, like where the radio station old. was. And and Alton is really different and, than St. Louis. I wouldn't. And of course, people from Alton, the I, I think, yeah, they like being considered part of the St. Louis metropolitan area. But it is it is different. Yeah, it is than totally St. different. Louis. 
Yeah, I think the tunnel yeah, network. I guess well, uh, from there, the next place the we went was Church. the you know sanatorium. You have so. natural elements, limestone and rushing water are supposed to be two of the most haunting, provoking materials slash entities yeah. in the world. Um, and that and Halton is just Halton is just known to be haunted. It's just simple fact. And um, and the Unitarian Church is constructed of some very natural stone that is is from the area that is, that is local. I don't I don't believe it was imported to Walton. I, I believe it, it was found within the confines of the Unitarian Church. And uh, well. I, th- I think crumbling. it's pretty alleged that some of the, the buildings walls, there were actually constructed from uh, an it's, old it's Confederate prison uh, that, yeah, you which, know, back which in the day. So the Mineral Springs too. Hotel and tragedy and, and uh, right. I, I don't want to say torture, but ill treatment of the prisoners, that, that causes some bad juju, I would presume, as well. Uh, but the, do we want to discuss the Eno Sanatorium? Yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah, I think. Well, we went to so the. We parked at this. Kind of how my idea on this podcast was kind of just to go walk through like we our exact steps. So we, went, we parked that? at it's the, up to you, man. the court, the courthouse. Uh, we'll go. Sorry, we'll go to the the Enos next, and then we'll hit up the Mineral Springs, and then last we have the McPike you don't have Mansion because we did go. We did travel past there. Well, we went. Let's see. We started with the first Unitarian Church, and then we navigated towards the Enos Sanatorium, which it's kind of strange because when you're looking at this place and trying to find it, it's a little difficult because it's like it's like a house that's still in use, like and rented out to people like in the middle of the city or sorry, I don't know if you classify it as a city or a town, but um, I would argue that we, we grew up in a town of 7,000. Yeah. And they have 50,000. You're right. But still <laughs> it's a city. <laughs> well, this also this house, hell it's a, it's a metropolis. Really? Yeah. I mean this, this house though, getting back on topic, it's like, I would argue that it has one of the best views of like, the whole city itself. I mean, you, you outlook the, the river. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you may be able to see, um, bits and pieces of St. Louis and the skyline. I'm, I could be wrong there. So, um, uh, no, no, it's too far from that. Well, regardless, I, I, regardless, I didn't notice it. Regardless, you have, you have, you have an excellent view. It's gotta be 20 miles from Collinsville. It's gotta be 20 miles South of Collinsville. If not more. Yeah. Regardless, though, it's a cool, cool area. North of Collinsville. North of Collinsville, excuse me. Really cool place. Um, again, it's kind of strange. When you think of like a sanatorium, you think of this kind of vast, like big building that looks like a prison. This one's more so like a three-story house, if that makes sense. Um, you'll have to look up a picture online if you're curious. But I'm going to let Christian uh, dive into this one as well. He, he knows a little bit more than me about this one, but... I know we can both commentate on it, so I'm gonna let him get going on that. Well, it's it's all speculation. What I've heard, I, I I'm recalling on the top of my head, some of these subjects are not necessarily 
easy to research on the web. You have to go through a series of convoluted topics. Anyway, um, sanatorium is different than a sanitarium. Sanatorium is not for the insane. Oh, did, did it's I say dedicated to I, tuberculosis? <laughs> no, you said you said sanatorium. My fault. It's sanitarium. My fault. That is that is uh, synonymous with insane asylums. <clears throat> the sanatorium. So I, I guess within this time period, I believe it was the turn of the 20th century that uh, there, there was a, not an outbreak of tuberculosis. I believe tuberculosis is contagious, um, but there were enough victims of tuberculosis to construct these sanatoriums across the United States. It's, it's something that's prevalent and you'll, you probably have at least a structure, the history of a structure within every respective region around here or in the United States. Um, one of the common denominators between sanatoriums is they're supposed to be constructed in a region with fresh, clean air. So outside of the city, maybe at an elevation or maybe in a dry climate. Now, Alton is by no means a dry climate. However, it's elevated and provides an influx of supposed fresh air. So the sanatorium retained its name of Enos and let's see the, yeah, excuse me. Enos purchased the property. I believe it was, it was built as a mansion and then that naturally mansions go into disrepair. They're very difficult to maintain. So therefore this doctor was able to purchase his property probably fairly cheap, rather cheaply. Yeah. As opposed to just a general house that people are more apt to purchase. Um, Dr. Enos purchases property with the intent of creating a sanatorium due to its elevation in Alton. It's, it's not at, at water level. It's far from it. And I believe he inserted a third floor. There may have even been a fourth. I can't remember the, the whole history behind it. It's either that a floor has been removed or a floor has been added. But anyway, it was at least three stories at the time it was a sanatorium. And this was to allow access to the fresh air, to give it even more elevation. And it had a series of balconies on the rear facing the river for patients to sit out and recuperate. But uh, there was still death encountered at this at this uh at this site just because it, it was not treatable at the time they relied on natural elements in order to treat them and some people just didn't recuperate so there's a lot of tragedy associated with it just because of the amount of suffering it's it's, it's a painful disease i believe you even cough up blood uh, it's it's still or at least it was touted as being uh, a very painful disease in Soviet prisons, I have to believe the same was true back in the day, even even outside of the prisons at, at, at the sanatorium. And uh, people died before their time was up uh, just because of this disease. Any difficulty breathing, I, I, I have to think that's sort of similar to emphysema. Uh, any, any of those diseases that are... are encumber your breathing yeah i mean it's just it's just a really sad thing to have to 
even watch a family member to go through or, you know, even going through something like this yourself, like I couldn't even imagine. So for this place to be haunted, I mean, it's no surprise to me, like what you were saying with all this negative sort of like sad, depressed energy there. So, and I, I would have to think that only affluent families would be able to send, send family members there. Yeah. So the individuals here weren't your, they, they weren't poor. Um, that doesn't change anything, but I'm just trying to yeah. create a demographic. I don't know how many people circulated through this sanatorium. It could have been an operation 20 years. I doubt it was an operation 50 years. Uh, was it 1971? Yeah, I, I mean, think it was in operation until 1971. I, right? I really or doubt it. Was, it. I guess is because this is the history of some of the other buildings there. Like nothing really seems to stay for more than you know 20 to 50 years. I feel like that's like the average lifespan of a, of a. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a business, but you know what I'm saying. Like like a building there, like. I mean, it's it's just crazy, dude. Like, I, I I'd say that there there could have been there could have been a hundred patients, yeah, in this facility at any given time. And I, I remember walking around this place or this this building specifically a few times, and it was it's just like, is this really the place? Like, it it's just kind of strange. And then you go around like towards the back of it, and you can look up at the top, and they have this like little deck, hang, like overhanging, kind of like a balcony like at the top. It's super super cool. Um, Oh, I, I'm reading more about it. Seems like it. So it was it was built in 1857 okay. by a known abolitionist, and there was a cupola created to act as a act as a signaling tower for the underground railroad. Okay, so then that that kind of makes sense to what I was alluding to with that little balcony off the top there. Yeah, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. interesting. Yes, yeah, I, I I'm. I don't know why, but I'm really fascinated with that stuff, like the Underground Railroad and like secret passages and stuff like that. I always so yeah, it was even so it was right before World War One where they actually turned it into a sanatorium. Okay. And then uh, residents, so it, now it's an apartment complex. It's it's easily recognizable. I believe it even advertises it as. An apartment complex yeah. on the very ground. I think we even um, I think we even joked about like do we like how cool would it be if we got an apartment here and we could like invest investigate yeah. all these haunted places like it would be for cool, our yeah. for our day job like that'd be so awesome. Yeah, a great view, one of the best in St. Louis. But now all we can do is this podcast together, which is which is pretty fun too, though. So I'm not, yeah, we've, not complaining. Uh, we've definitely exited our homeland. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, see, I'm not really familiar with the... Uh, so, yeah, uh, so la- with the hauntings, so yeah. of course we want to get to yeah, the Yeah, get to the hauntings. That's what I was alluding uh, to. Reportedly that uh, residents don't stay there for very long. I don't know if that's just the dilapidated state of downtown Alton, or at least its surroundings, or it has to do with the hauntings. Um, I'd say a little bit of both. I'd, I'd like to believe the latter. I would say it's a little bit of both. I mean, no offense to like Alton or anything, but like it kind of seems like it's starting to be run down a little bit. But, but rightfully so, the buildings are like from the early 1900s. Like we grew late, up in the area, yeah. we know that all small towns are experiencing. Well yeah, like this. it's it's no, it's not unique to the region. Right, our sure. our hometown is experiencing the same thing. Like there's a lot of construction going on. Like 
it, it wasn't like a year ago that a building collapsed uh, in our hometown. So it's nothing new to us. Fires, building collapse. I mean, we should we should probably be investigating Vandalia. <laughs> this year. Yeah. Dude, what's uh, another cool thing about Vandalia real fast, our hometown. I know this is off topic, but it's still kind of cool. But like our grandparents, like when they grew up in Vandalia, there used to be like a motel uh, where that um, – what's the restaurant? The, it burnt down recently anyways. So it's on the grounds. It's on the grounds of the the famous Caps General Store. Yeah. So like there used, they, two there used to be like a motel there in, in downtown Vandalia and it burnt down back oh, in the like day. Oh, like a four or five story hotel. Yeah. It, it would have been, it, 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 it's large. That would have, that, that's. For Vandalia, that's like <laughs> that's a skyscraper. A, that's a skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> it, but, Outside of the grain elevators. What's creepy about it is though, is it burnt down too, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, the building that was, the building down. that was there recently was like a bar and grill type of a restaurant. More, one of the fancier places in town, it burnt down recently too. So who knows, man, we may have to cover Vandalia one of these times. What's cool though, is when it, even though it did burn down, one consolation is there's an old Coca-Cola advertisement on the wall of would have been the copper penny. Right. And it looks like, so that would have been there in the early 1900s because uh, Evans hotel was built, I believe in the early teens. Yeah, that's crazy. So like this, this Coca-Cola and it, it's vivid. You can see all the, all the writing. It's got a green border to it and you can still see the Coca-Cola red. It's cool. Anyway, we, we really deviated. <laughs> that's all right. I think it was still kind of valuable, but all right. So let's see. Did you cover all of the hauntings there that you, you wanted to? Just a lot of noises. Uh, maybe a poltergeist is inhabiting the grounds at the moment. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Uh, it's probably it's probably one of those things. People are moving in and out just because of like being freaked out. But I, I don't really think it's anything that's a lot, a lot of noises. I think I think it's uh, footsteps and noises from the top. I don't I don't think it's anything. And, anything and you else think scary. about that, they would probably they would probably put the most acute patients at the top. To, they give them the best air to give them the best chance of, of surviving yeah. due to their condition. And that seems to be the, the, uh, most affected area of the house, the most haunted area of the, the building. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Okay. Well, we're taking a, let's take a venture down Alton lane here and we'll get to the mineral Springs. So mineral Springs is actually pretty close by this Santa uh, sanatorium as well. It's, I mean, it's within a block, I would have to say, or two, it's not far. So this place was also le- allegedly built from the same structure. Some of the same stones as the uh, old Confederate prison, which I still find that very fascinating and creepy at all in the same, but anyways, I'm, I've been to the cemetery. Oh yeah. So I haven't actually seen that stuff. So Christian, yeah. probably speak on that more, but uh, the Mineral Springs opened up in 1914. Um, originally, though, before this was uh, opened up, there were a couple of excavating crews that went through here. And I can't remember. They, they were planning on building something other than um, the hotel, uh, something to store um, ice. It was an ice storage plant, actually, which, which is very weird to me, <laughs> like an ice storage plant. Uh, but anyways... What made them change? I think it was a butcher. I think it was ice storage slash uh, meat packaging. Okay. Something okay. Like yeah, that. you're right. That makes sense. So what kind of changed their mind on that was 
they when they were excavating um one of the deeper levels of the building now which is like there's like two basements it's like it's it's bizarre like the the first level is like up on a hill and it, it like gradually goes down and down and down um and on like the lowest level of it they found this like spring which was like mineral water which in the early 1900s this was like the cure for cancer. Like people thought this was like the best thing in the world. Uh, people from all over the nation, um, maybe even the world. I'm not hundred percent on that, but they flocked to this place just to, you know, get some of this water. Um, and it also helped too, that the, the hotel boasted about having the largest swimming pool in Illinois. <laughs> and at the time of like early 1900s, it sounds kind of funny to me that, that this is something that would be at the top of their like marketing headline, like largest swimming pool in Illinois. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had Chicago, Chicago was flourishing in that era. So that was a, I guess that they, was a major, <clears throat> major accolade. I guess they had to do something to get ahead, but yeah, man. I mean, this place, it was a kick in place back in the day and a lot of famous people have gone in and out of this place. Um, but eventually, you know, like, like everything it ages, um, just kind of falls out of place. St. Louis, you know, is becoming a massive place, beautiful, like a big city compared to Alton and people just fly. It was, it was number four in population. I think at the turn of the 20th century. Yeah. And, I don't, I don't remember when it closed down, um, but eventually in, uh, 1978, um, it was reopened, which it was developed into sort of like a shopping mall, um, which had like shops and restaurants. And when Christian and I went to this place, it was kind of bizarre. Like you walk into the main entrance and it's, it's a hodgepodge. Yeah. It's like this place with, with mediums, people that, um, who are the people with, uh, tell the future or whatever tell them i think psychics so, yeah it was like psychics people medium like psych well medium i guess a medium could be different than a psychic yeah i mean it was that type of stuff it, it almost seemed corny in a way but you could tell that <clears throat> sorry about that you could tell that the people were like really into what they were trying to do and christian there's even a museum that that uh you had to pay to get into but we didn't we weren't feeling especially generous that day to yeah, I mean, pay it was, for a museum. It was like twenty dollars. It was it was something pretty hot. cash only though. Yeah. I think that was the major yeah major factor. You need to get a credit card machine in there or something. Yeah, get with the times. But I mean, it it, it did kind of give off of an ominous vibe. But still though, <clears throat> man, it, it I don't none none of the people in there were like very friendly. It didn't feel like either. It, they were just kind of like staring us staring at us and. We walked through this place kind of like awkwardly and we were like, uh, okay, let's leave. All like, right. Yeah. It was, <laughs> we, we walked around. I think we walked around the whole block too. I yeah. Don't we, think. we walked around it, the building. It's a hodgepodge. It, it, it's the architecture is not symmetrical. It's, it seems like there's like, uh, there's a balcony to the, to the North. Um, I think there's a warehouse portion or, or like a freight a place that would have uh, freight doors and things like that. Um, and where we entered seemed to be what would be the lobby. But right. I, I think there's still enough architecture or there, there's still enough, enough of its original 
floor plan that it has a series of rooms upstairs that would serve as hotel rooms and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here where we at. So, you know, the mall was built. You, you can't really get in there. Uh, we, we were only able to go around like in the lobby area. So it wasn't like, it was like amazing. We didn't see anything like creepy or anything, but it's pretty much all in ruin. If I had to, if I had to guess, I mean, if you really want to see more on this, you can go watch the recent episodes of ghost adventures. They actually covered this place, which to me is like kind of exciting and shocking because it's Alton, Illinois, like small town. Like I'm from around there. So it's kind of cool, but you know, there were, there's like three main stories, I guess, of what happened at this place to make it allegedly haunted. Um, one of the first and probably most common that you'll hear is, um, like, I don't know in the story. So we, we get some of our research from Prairie ghosts. They mention a man drowning in the swimming pool, but, uh, that's ghost, what I've heard. Yeah. That, that's the one that I remember is a man drowning in the swimming pool. Like yep. ghost adventures says that a young boy drowned in the pool, but I don't, I no, don't know. It's, it's a man. No, it was a man. I don't buy that though, because no offense to ghost adventures. I love it, but like they, I mean, it's more tragic if a boy drowned, right? It's, it's, they're producing a show. So, um, so I guess the, the story goes, um, there was a man that was a little bit too flirty. He liked, he had an eye for all the ladies there. There was a big party around this pool area. Um, and the wife had kind of been noticing it and she finally snapped at this said party and confronted him, basically started accusing him, um, yelling at him and stuff. And then, um, I guess like pushed him and he, he like hit his head like on one of the uh, stone structures around the pool and then he like fell in and it's such a happening busy place. No one really noticed. They thought he was just jumping in possibly. Um, and he ended up drowning in there. Um, and so now it's, I guess uh, pe- people say that you can see this dude standing there along the pool dressed in black, real elegant and just trying to get some, <laughs> maybe or um taking revenge on his wife who pushed him uh, made his, made him hit his head on this this uh no con- he, concrete well, pole. in the attempt to get some he died therefore he's trying to get vengeance on his wife yes yes well i think i had to, i he, had to assert a timeline he had it coming to him i think but but yeah so people think that he's sitting there waiting for his wife's spirit to come so he can get revenge and so, you know, what's weird about it is this happened during the well, hopefully, hopefully he's cooled off during that time period. That, that's that been a, almost 100 years, if not right, not more. I hope so. It's been a long time, but who actually knows? Okay, so uh, the next, I guess, big haunting is Jasmine. Well, the pool is still accessible. The, so the pool yes. is still there. And, and it, it's a – just to highlight the Mineral Springs Mall, I believe – that is the most haunted point in Alton. Yeah, I would have even to say even so. above the McPike Mansion, I, I've heard more hauntings at the Mineral Springs Mall. Um, and Dave Glover, who broadcasts in St. Louis, he what he does every Halloween he is at or probably the week before Halloween, but anyway, is a Halloween show, and he has guests that are just general listeners. And he vets them and then brings them in. And they did the Mineral Springs Mall. I don't know what year. I believe it was within the last two or three years. And they actually had access to the pool 
and they put a listener there by themselves and just a lot of knocking, a lot of, uh, a lot of objects that were on the ground, such as boards and other tools started moving around and doors opening and closing, uh, unsuspectingly. So it, it, it's, it's whatever is an alt and it seems to be what they call the poltergeist is it, it's, it's not necessarily, it doesn't speak. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't become visible. It's more or less just making noise. Right. And I, I think we've heard that across, across the board, right? Is that we've heard that, that the Unitarian church, you know, sanatorium, the mineral Springs mall, it's all a factor of, of entities making noises and in transporting items too. I, I've heard that items will disappear and reappear in a completely different location at their respective buildings and things of that nature. Um, and you can, Trevor, you can add on if you have anything else to say. Yeah. I mean, that, that pretty much sums up like, I guess the spirit around the pool, um, the next major spirit. And I may, I may have lied when I said three, I think there's main, there's like two main ones. Um, the second one being a spirit by the name of Jasmine. So, you know, it's supposed that like Aladdin. (laughs) Yes. Um, so when she came to this place and one cool fact that I saw real fast, um, if any of you have heard of like the hot springs in Arkansas, so this was like comparable to that. Like people began pouring into here, um, much like that, seeking this like miracle mineral water. But, uh, anyways, mm-hmm. Jasmine. It was like a snake oil salesman. Pretty much. As it, that's kind of what it seems like to me. Like this, this water is kind of like snake oil salesman, but Jasmine and her husband came to this this hotel and she found a uh, lover. So she started having an affair. And um, to her surprise, her husband came back early one evening in their room. And, you know, obviously conflict broke out. Um, and it's alleged that he pushed her down the stairs and she died, you know, going down the, her tumble down the stairs. And then he... Uh, went back up to his room. Say she died going down. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that's our one. That's our one bad joke for the episode. Um, <laughs> um, and it's alleged that uh, he, he went back. Yeah, he went back up to his room and uh, committed suicide. So, and now it's alleged that you can uh, you can hear or sorry here you can smell like a jasmine scented like perfume. Um, when you go near this like hallway, like stairway area, which is creepy to me. If I smell something like that, dude, I'd be getting the hell out of there. Oh man. Yeah. Since when somebody's bringing a scent into the whole matter, it's, it's very personal. It's, it's not residual. It's, it's, it's someone saying, I want my presence known. Um, but it's, it's, it's so subtle. It's just, it's eerie. I, I I think the whole scent thing is is really interesting to me that not only can they bring themselves and factor with moving objects with sound with sight they can do it with sense that that's incredible it's almost all and touch they can do it with touch too mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy man and, and really that's hopefully not taste <laughs> if you're tasting <laughs> something then that, it's not good <laughs> yeah. And who who knows, you know, people hear other things in this hotel too. There could be other famous people or other murders and suicides. That tends to be a real thing um, with hotels. It's this, 
I I don't know why the, the exact reasoning behind that, but that's pretty but, but because of hotels. Yeah, like ho- like people coming just to, to think hotels of the amount, and just to think suicide. of the amount of individuals that cycle in and out. So you're going to have like over just, they have like three thousand, I guess, in the season. It looked like. Yeah, yeah, it's just a varying degree of individuals, and therefore individuals are going to be under. Some are going to be in a great state, others are going to be in a stressful situation, and a lot of times a stressful situation wins out, and they decide to end everything. And it's just that's why hotels, I think, have a higher probability of haunting just because of the amount of people that cycle in and out. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, and and with that, I guess we can kind of get into our last little section of Alton here, and. I know there's probably more, but these are like the main ones that we're trying to cover. So uh, last but not least is the McPike Mansion. Um, also, uh, I want to let Christian get rolling on this one as, as well. <laughs> what are you going to let me get rolling on? <laughs> you know, big boy. Do you want me to start out the mansion? Yeah, if you want to, man. Cause... All right. All right. So... If you drive through Alton, I can't remember what the adjacent roads are. Uh, it's it's not a general neighborhood. It's in yeah, proximity it's, to a quarry, and I think it's even in proximity to the former Alton High School. It's very a bizarre location. Like it's it stands. It's like out. a V. It's like a triangular shaped property, and it stands out versus the rest of the buildings and houses around this thing too. And it's heavily wooded, right? Um, the McPike Mansion, from first appearance, would would look like a Victorian mansion. In fact, it's not. I believe it's pre-Victorian. And as they call it, it is the Second Empire, or the Second French Empire architecture. Uh, it's supposed to emulate a lot of the architecture in France during that time period, against the reign of Napoleon III. Um, so the structure itself, it has... What would be two wings that are two to three stories, and then you have like a center column uh, that protrudes out from the the, the walls as a front porch. It's a large building, uh, full brick. Looks like it has some white detail to it, um, but it's heavily wooded. But it, it it whatever, but it's easily seen from the street. Whatever road that's adjacent to it, it's easily visible. Um, I'm trying to think of something that might look similar to it. Well, one thing um, that's also creepy about this place that's not even really inside the house, which Ghost Adventures actually showed, <coughs> is... Don't tell me you're going to talk about the crypts. The crypts, man. It Wasn't that creepy to you? Like, Bloods in the crypts. <laughs> well, if you, so if you go behind no, the house... No, it was creepy that, that, that something somebody made the decision to entomb the family members on the property. Yeah, I thought that, I, yeah, I just think that. So it's either they they thought highly enough of the individual to say, hey, let's put them on the property for for them to be, for their remains to Forever. be for all time. Yeah. Um, or they were, they were selfish enough that they just didn't want to be separated from their family members. And they thought that the remains being there would give them a peace of mind. I, I don't, I don't know what the, the whole thought process of that was. Would, um, Trevor, would, go ahead. You, you were on a, you were on a roll, man. No, I mean, I would gather to say that it was probably the latter there. Um, 
this I don't know, it's just creepy. Like uh if you watch the episode or if you don't, I'll explain it a little bit, but you walk out like the back area of the house and you kind of walk down this little path and there's these uh, two little, so there's one concrete uh, area and it's kind of broken and there's obviously nothing there. But if you go a little bit further, there's a smaller concrete structure like in the ground. Um, so it kind of almost reminds me of like a little baby. And I guess that kind of gets us like into the actual like story of kind of what happened here. So um, from my understanding, it was kind of supposed to be like a jovial, like happy time when they moved to this place. Um, was it uh, Henry? Was that the was that the younger McPike? Uh, no, I Henry was the father, I believe. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you continue. You you know more what am about I supposed history. to do, man? <laughs> Go. Um, I'm trying to get the names locked down. I know the, the names. I think it's it's James. Is it James? That sounds familiar. They had some somebody guy the name of Fiefenberger. Feifenberg, he built the house for him. He's in St. Louis. It's a, he, it's a heavily laden German community. He's a famous and, architect. And I, I guess I'm one of them. I, Montgomery's not quite German. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, the, the McPikes were were heavily involved in Alton community, if not St. Louis, the St. Louis community, and, and heavily involved with Illinois politics. And I think the elder McPike was even friends with Abraham Lincoln. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. So with the McPikes, it seems like the son, so whatever, however the fortune was amassed, I, I think the son came from money, so I think the father was the one who who amassed the fortune, the son exhibited wine at various festivals yeah. and, and uh, events across the United States, if not Europe. And his, his wines were awarded and all that. So that's, that's really, <laughs> if you, if you can do that, that's how you gain notoriety within high society. Um, so that, that's the only info I really have on the McPikes. Anyway, they, they had the fortune and, they wanted to portray that. So they decided to build this mansion and it, 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 it's a, it's a very beautiful house, but unfortunately during its construction, because it, it, it required multiple years and a lot of time to, to build the son, the, the younger McPike, his child died in infancy well, I think only only lasted a few months, and then his wife died. I, I think nine months after. I, I, I don't remember quite exactly, yeah. but it, it was a close proximity time wise. So here, here's this: when you're when you're building a home, you're making a statement. You're you're supposed to be secure. You're supposed to be uh, showing showing your stuff. And yeah, then man, you're on top of the world. You have you have the rug pulled out from under you with the loss of a child and the loss of your your wife. It's it's all for naught. And finally, the mansion was constructed in 1869, and I don't know if he was grieving. I, I don't know what the situation was. I'm sure he was. Um, but uh, a series of deaths happened in the home, naturally, I, I believe, and maybe the family's reunited. I don't know. Uh, it seems like the home itself has been in and out of management slash ownership Mm -hmm. Over the last century, 
and, and I think know, once, it, was, it was contemplated that they would demolish it because it's very difficult to maintain oh, yeah. these buildings, especially after the amount of of. Uh, well, there were rituals and stuff that had gone on here in in people yes. gro- pe- people growing up. This was like you know that the scary house on the corner that's haunted supposedly, and so you know you know how teenagers are people trying to who are uh, adrenaline seekers they they go to this place and try to perform rituals and try to see what they can conjure up and do stupid shit. And so, you know, vandalism happens as well. So it's just one of those places it's old and it, and it requires a lot of capital to keep up. And so that's, yeah, but that's, from the, ex- from the exterior, it, it looks like it's well-maintained, right? You can see right. from ghost adventures or any of the paranormal investigations of that grounds that it is, it is dilapidated on the interior. Yeah, it's, it's in bad shape still. Uh, you know, and, and these were well constructed, so I'm sure what appears to be bad shape that structurally it's still it's still pretty sound. But for anybody to live in, it would take an immense amount of effort. Oh yeah, it, 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 I, you know what? We're thankful that people have thought enough of this property to maintain, whether it's due to the paranormal intrigue or just the architectural intrigue. I don't I don't know what it is, or even preser- preserving Alton history. It could be either three of those, or three together. I don't know, but, um, it's fortunate that we have those individuals that devote the effort and and money to maintain these grounds. Um, I'm trying to think what else is going on with the McPike mansion. It is very haunted. Yeah. That's, that's pretty lots of activity. You go in there, you go in there and you're going to experience something. Yeah. And one of of the, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, one of the stories that I wanted to cover that I uh, read online was, um, so they're a wine cellar. It's kind of, kind of reminds me of like one of those like underground, like secret things again. So basically there's these cellar doors and um, I'm going to assume in the basement because it's the coolest area. Um, Uh, (laughs) um, So these, I don't know, it was an investigation group that went down there and they were uh, talking amongst one another. And then one of the members of their team felt something. uh, I don't know whether that be like, immense emotion or whatever they got out of there and they closed the cell doors back. Um, and so these people were down there chatting and they heard footsteps and creepy enough, uh, that the cellar doors, uh, were opened and you could hear them kind of scraping against the concrete. Um, and they looked and there was nobody there. So that's one of the more famous hauntings. I think there that it's, I guess it wasn't necessarily captured, but, Somebody experienced it. So, how about the dowel rods? The dowel rods. I didn't read about that one. So, if you have, you definitely have more. I think that was the Dave Dave Glover show. Was they had several participants down in that that cellar. Well, I I I don't know if there's a cellar or there's multiple cellars. Yeah. Um, However, they used dowel rods for communication, and I think they were just trying to illustrate where the energy may be inside the room, and the dowel rods were very active. Okay. Describe a dowel rod for somebody who's not aware of what that is. Dowel rod, I think, is either brass or copper. It's some sort of metal. Copper. It's copper. And all it all it is is it's there because of its its reaction to conductivity and, yeah, and electromagnetism. So, so so if there's any magnetic force even close to it, it's very apparent. It'll it'll move as long as you're not applying pressure to it. And and the dowel rods, it's pretty it's pretty tough to fake. 
It is um, because and, and I'll it, give people hope. people around around you they're they're going to be looking at you and they're going to make sure that your grip is not very tight around those and and they move in and out. In fact, dowel rods have been used for for spotting streams and underground wells and things yes, like that. That's what I was trying to get to. Like uh, my dad's a plumber. It, it, it's it, it has a natural it has a, an inherent ability to find energy. We'll, yeah, we'll my dad. That. My dad's a plumber, and so and when we were trying to find like existing water lines, so you hold these things in your hand, and you you don't have any pressure at all. They're just sitting there. You walk straight, and then when you get to a point, they sort of like come together and like almost cross, and like that is where like that that water source or energy source is. So, um, it it's not bullshit. Like I really think it actually is a real thing. Like I've actually tested it before, and it. It does work. I mean, it's not like 100% exact, obviously, but like it gets you in the ballpark. So that's pretty cool. Go ahead with the story, though. What what happened to the uh, what's it was named Dave? What happened? Well, to him I think when they did I think that? what they did is they they gave the entity the opportunity to say they ask yes or no questions and they use the dial rods. I think either pointing in one direction or the other in order for it to answer. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the extent of that, but it it, it looked productive. That's still cool, though. Like you can't fake that shit. I I don't think. I don't think so either. No. I mean, you can obviously, but like for something like that, I feel like it's kind of stupid to fake it if you're trying to like provide actual real evidence. But I don't know, man. I I don't know many other stories on the place. I do know it's uh, pretty haunted, maybe because of the death has happened there. Uh, maybe because of the rituals that have gone on there, who knows? But one thing's for certain, we can say that Alton is definitely haunted. And if you guys are paranormal buffs, like we are, then you should definitely, this is one of the places that you need to put on your bucket list and just go to. I think they offer like tours and stuff throughout the year. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm trying to think some of the experiences in the house. It seems to be, once again, a poltergeist seems to be movement, sound um not necessarily making yourself visible i know i think ghost adventures saw something that it was a dark entity but i think the majority of the experiences are limited to movement being touched it's it's a it's an active ghost it's intelligent what appears to be and there there are multiple it's it's said across the board that it's it's multiple entities it's not just one individual. So that, I think that's why it's, it's active is purportedly you have the entire McPike, um, family. Yeah. Yeah. It's Chris. It's crazy, man. I mean, who knows those people still may be kind of, I know this, there's this like illusion or sort of, I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but there's this thing where people think that people are like sort of stuck in the middle or like stuck in like, in between crossing and they're in the unknown. They don't, they don't know what's going on. Purgatory, limbo, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. So who knows, man? Alden's a cool place. So again, it is. It, it, it's very unique. It's old. It's unique. It's uh, I would visit it. I it's, it's, it's fun to drive through. You'll, yeah. you'll definitely be entertained. Um, I, if you're in the, if you're in the St. Louis metropolitan area, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fun it, drive. You could spend about an hour just driving through the side streets. Has some old in, industrial parts. Uh, I can't remember when Alton was founded. It was considered to be. So this would have been between 1833. Yeah, so this would have been before the. When when did they move? 1839. 
So they moved the capital to Springfield in either 39 or 40, and Alton was considered for that. So Alton is, is very old. It really is. Yep. At least, yeah, at least 1830s. Yep. That was fun, man. I think that was a good one. Um, Did we cover everything? I, I don't I, think we I, missed anything. Hopefully yeah. we didn't uh, we didn't alienate anybody or we didn't bore anybody. Um, of course, we're, we're not making money off this, so who cares <laughs> if, if people like it. But um, Yeah. Yeah, it's fun at the end of the day, and, and we're also trying to get better. So, you know, we can we get better by your guys' feedback. So if you do like it, you know, follow us on Instagram. Follow, uh, leave a review. Tell us what we can improve on. We do read all your comments, whether they're positive or negative. So we do appreciate all of you. We're, we're back, hopefully, for good this time. So and I, I'm not going to say we can't improve, but we can always adhere to more direction. And in fact, that's that's one of the principal components of why we restarted this is because we want to create a new season. We want to come out of the gates running. We want to do um, cons- sort of consolidate our efforts into the paranormal. I'm passionate about passionate about the paranormal uh trevor is too the conspiracy thing for us i just don't think fit fit our forte yeah it's kind of it felt like we were kind of forcing it a little bit and it just kind of felt like we were trying to be people we weren't and i guess i kind of it kind of showed because some of the listener feedback was pretty negative at times and it is you know despite being a strong person it is tough to read some of this stuff sometimes so we're trying to get better, so we do appreciate all of you guys. So yes, and, and, and if you do leave feedback, even if it is negative or what you perceive to be negative, at least offer suggestions to improve. Yeah. Okay, I would because, agree with that. Yeah, we we can adapt very well, but um, but yeah, yeah we just all- we would appreciate that if you take the time to leave something, at least put a thought in about how we can improve. We'd appreciate yep. that. Yep, and uh, guys, we do thank you. And until next time. Yep. Take it easy.